You're listening to Sports Biz Podcast, broadcasted live at WNHU on the campus of the University of New Haven. How's that for an intro song? <laughs> Sports Biz Podcast. Here we are live back at WNHU on the campus of the University of New Haven. Yeah. Coach, I can't hear you, man. I can't hear you. you can't? Nothing there? Come on, man. Plug that in. You got that plugged in? All right, you're plugged into the wrong one. I hear you. Could you? Yeah, I hear you. Oh, how about that? If you go off of that one. You're in the right one? Yeah. Okay. No. You can hear me fine? Really? Oh, my. We on three? That's why. Can you hear me now? Aha! I'm pressing buttons. I'm pressing <laughs> yeah. buttons. Everybody's, wow. pres- everybody's pressing buttons. Here we Coach and Rob on the campus of the University of New Haven, WNHU. This is Sports Biz Radio or Podcast. Podcasts I've been doing the one-on-one interviews. This is bigger than that. Yeah, I'm not being put in that small box. No. That, this, no. Is, this is beyond global. podcast. Yeah, radio, we're, 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 we're it's a fraction of what we are as a podcast. I know. I mean, it's all nonsense either way, but. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares what we call it? Right. You know? Back at home, back in the friendly confines. We're on the road. We were on the road recently, right? Right, yeah. Two shows off island, as they say. (laughs) They were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, we had a ball. Shout out to the Blue Horse Tavern. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back. Surprisingly, they want us back. Could you believe it? No one got arrested. Everybody behaved themselves. That's why I figured they wouldn't want us back. Well, that's true. (laughs) Uh, but no, it was great. It was great being on the road. Great getting out there. At least, um, you know, the the twelve people that do follow us religiously. Yes, uh, they were able to come in. We did some trivia. We brought in some guest speakers, some some celebrity guests. Thank you to everyone that showed up. Yeah, it was great. And we're going to be back there all pretty much all fall, on Wednesday nights from seven ish to nine ish, talking football, college football, baseball playoffs, Major League Baseball. World Series will be happening all at the same time. It's a great time of the year. If you want to cancel that dentist appointment and come, I would suggest you do it. It's probably the only thing will be better than a yeah. dentist appointment. The World Series? This is my humility right now. <laughs> the, this is the, the World Series? Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. So it was great. It was a great time. We'll be back. We're, we're, gonna, uh, we're going to announce a um, uh, one of our sponsors. So we're bringing in some shots. We're getting that big now, Solano. Can you imagine that someone actually wants to be hitch their wagon to us? It's scary. From a business perspective. It's scary. It's scary. No, it's it's, a- it's eye-opening the amount of talent we bring. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. This right. is a testament and, to our ability, Rob, right? Right, right. And, and brain-numbing on, yeah. on top of that. Um, or the fact that you can sell anything these days. Yeah. Well. One or the other. As long as you have a microphone and a, and a laptop and you know how to- And a dream. Pre- and, and dream and you know how to press buttons. I think you're in. So we got a lot to talk about. I know you got all kinds oh. of notes over there. Oh boy. Um, oh, we boy. do zero fact checking on the show. 
Uh, let's see what other roles do we have. We are on um, sportsbizradio.com for any of our shows, any updates, where we're going to be. We're probably going to, be, uh, we're probably going to do more um, nights on the road. One would hope. Yeah. I'm built for the road. I don't know if you know that. You are built for the road. So. Yeah. And I love it. I love being out there. We have a good time doing it. And um, so we're probably going to be announcing more shows. Um, definitely going to look out, if you're in the area, at the Blue Horse on Wednesday nights. Uh, we're going back there on September 4th, so in two weeks. And uh, I'm taking off for, uh, for Central Michigan um, in, uh, in about 12 hours. Wow. Long drive. What, what are we looking at time-wise? Um, it's about, I think it's about a tw- uh, 10 hour ride, okay. 10 hour, 10 and a half hour, maybe 12. Not awful. No. You're cutting it up From at upstate, all? Yeah, or? we're going to stay in Cleveland. So you're going to do in, what? Like five and five? Yeah, we're going to do Cleveland on uh, tomorrow night. We'll hit Cleveland and maybe go to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. Um, now, I mean, now you're talking, yeah. even though I'm against that establishment because they don't know That's what right. they're talking Just about. Let, it, let that one we, go. We could, we could talk about <laughs> that for days. But anyway. <laughs> So uh, I, how was Iron Maiden not in? How was Judas Priest? I'll mm, stop there. Right. So you can—that's great, though. Go yeah. see the museum. So we're gonna—I think it depends on what time we get up there. Okay. And then uh, it's a night game on Thursday. It's going to be ESPN three. U Albany against Central Michigan. So it's a MAC conference school against the, the Great school. Danes. Albany Great Danes. Uh, Albany right? Great Danes against the Anna Central Michigan. They got a crazy name. I can't remember it. The okay. Hoots, the shoots, the. I don't, don't know. know. It's some some crazy. The two Utes? Ah, no, I don't know what the hell it is. Someone knows about it. Yeah. Someone will chime it in. Someone someone will. Yeah, Sandusky. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go to Sandusky. I know I know they have that. Um, um, they got those uh, that great amusement park out there, Cedar Point. I think okay. It's called. Um, but I don't think we're going to have time to do it. Get up the next day, go over to game um, Thursday night game. So. Go and tailgate a little bit, Great. and you know, get a feel for it. It's their home opener, obviously. And do you have a tailgating? Is there a tailgate atmosphere in terms of you and the other parents that you know already? Or yeah, yeah there are. So you have a whole group. There are different groups. There's definitely different groups. So you with the cool couple, kids? Is that couple. what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we are the cool kids. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> not really. <laughs> you don't let everyone tailgate with you. Yeah, not really. Got you. Uh, we have um, <laughs> we have a bunch of other um, a bunch of parents have those big RVs, those big. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Those monster. The Madden 30, Cruiser. Thirty-two foot. Yeah. There's a couple of them. You know, it's the upstate New York people. So. Um, That's yeah, great. So, so they kind of rally the troops, and and uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's it's interesting when you see when you're able to um, experience the other schools. You know, I being the former Yankee Conference, I coached in the Yankee Conference back in the '90s, and going back to some of those schools now, Maine and New Hampshire and Rhode Island, and you see kind of what they've evolved over in 30 years, and surprisingly, not much. Yeah, from a facilities, New, New Hampshire University of New Hampshire built a beautiful. They took their visitor side and turned it into their home side. Okay, um, and it came out spectacular. But it's interesting when you have when you have a football field and a lot of these older state, bigger state schools have their tracks around it. Yeah, it it totally changes the dynamic because you're back another forty yards. Well, I was going to say you're off the field. You're off the field, and you're not high enough up to be kind of that vertical where you're looking down on the field. You're still. You know, so it takes you away from it. And, it, you know, although, you know, Maine hasn't changed a bit. Rhode Island is just going through some renovation. They built an arena that wasn't yep. there before. That's that's absolutely spectacular. Um, and I haven't seen James Madison, William & Mary in a long time, but we're, we'll be heading down there 
Um, but and then U Albany completely changed their whole dynamic of their athletic department. You know, they built that stadium and it's it's absolutely beautiful. You know, and, and it completely changes the whole entire experience when you when you add in music and U Albany doesn't even really have a band. I mean, I don't know, I think they have two dozen kids in the band, maybe. You know, so they rely upon their on field promotions and you know, it's almost like going to a minor league baseball game when you go to one of those games. I think one game, next, the whole first home game, they're having fireworks. Okay. You now, so it just, and they pack them in, you know, so it's really good, really, really good experience. So we're looking forward to the trip, a road trip. Here, comes the, here comes the Griswolds. Right. Here right. come the Griswolds. The best thing about road trips is the food, right? Like, yeah. let's just be honest. I know. The places you get to stop. I know. The, the places you don't usually go. I'll have a full report. <laughs> yeah. I'll have a full report. I mean, that's what, that's what it really comes down yeah. to. I'll have the full report. When you're there. somewhere in the middle of Pennsylvania. Right. And you stop at that Shoney's or that that <laughs> Waffle House, yeah. for, for uh, and then you pay for it dearly after, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all right, enough about that. So, what do we got, Coach? We got uh, oh boy, oh uh, we got a ton, right? We got a bunch of things we want to cover. Uh, yeah, there's, and they're all wide variety. Yeah, in terms of we actually have some sports business. We do, believe it or not, right? Let's, let's get into that. So, you you tell me where you want to go, but we've discussed. You know, for once, we discussed topics for today, right. briefly, this today. Yeah. Um, Wait a minute. I, I have some some in the news. Yes, let's cue the news, the news music. We'll go with the obvious one first. Yeah. Obviously, and this on the there is a business component to this, the Andrew Luck shocking retirement or not-so-shocking retirement. Yeah. Um, it's funny to hear all of the different takes on this whole situation it's funny to hear how people some people claiming he's not tough enough to be an nfl football player some people claiming that um he's just going to take his money and run yeah some people on the other side of it claiming how hard it is to rehab every day mm -hmm. and to go through those things anybody with any experience um in the nfl or in professional sports for that matter it seems to not hold any issue with him mm -hmm. retiring i don't understand how you can hold an issue like, there are people in Indianapolis, obviously, crazed fans, who are disgusted by him. And they, 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 that he's let them down. And that he is now a wanted man. And he, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. When Don Mattingly called it quits early because his back was so bad, I didn't have a personal vendetta against him. So I don't know where that comes from. Season ticket holders. Okay, but <clears throat> again... Yeah. In your in your heart of hearts, do you yeah. believe that this guy is cutting the, is pulling the plug and could could conceivably go out and be an NFL quarterback right now? I mean, it's you know it's eighty five ninety percent mental, and he's obviously men mentally Fried. He's checked out. Correct, right? And he's and, probably tired and, of and people don't that don't understand that part of it. That's right. that's the backlash. You know, so they just don't understand mentally how how much you have to prepare and be be there for it. So I mean, and and then the physical part is they could they can manage that part. Yeah. Right. But it's the mental part that just you know. Well, what about the like mental? Having, it's like having stress going to a job every day that you hate. Right. You're like just it, not into it. What you about don't... the Sunday night crazies where you just don't you're like oh god there's work tomorrow. Yeah. If you're lucky enough to only work five days a week. Right. 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 But not only that, what about the mental toll of rehab every day for the past however long? Yeah. The people don't think that's a, a hard thing, but when you're injured, 
and you are solely rehabilitating yourself every day, it becomes a hard thing. Right. It is a hard thing. I've done it. You've done it. Yeah. You've had injuries in the past. Yeah. I've had to do it. And what about when your team's out on the field? And what are you doing? You're pulling on rubber bands and right. you're, yeah. you're doing those type of things. That gets to you. Yeah. Is this ever going to end? Am I ever going to feel better? Now, right. one thing I'll say about Andrew Luck is, from my understanding, again, zero, backing this up with zero facts, mm-hmm. he is a smart human being. Yep. He graduated from Stanford, Stanford. with above a 3.8 GPA in yep. chemical engineering. Mm-hmm. So not, not ceramics, right? right? Okay. Not beekeeping. It's a real major at some places. Not sports management. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. So maybe there are other interests he wants to pursue. And maybe not for nothing at 29 years old, he wants to live hopefully the next 60, 70 years, whatever it is, in good health. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Right. Yeah. Not the guy for that. Yeah. Okay. Now, he doesn't owe anybody anything. He doesn't owe anybody anything. How about how about how about all the sacks and hits that he took behind one of the worst offensive lines for ninety percent of his career, and he kept coming back, getting hit more and more and more. He was destroyed season after season after season. Right? They had no offensive line, so I have no ill will. Not that anybody cares if I do, but just the way I see it, when it's your time, it's your time. Now the business end of this that got, was interesting to me was the Colts reached an agreement with him, and they're not going to take any of his money. They're honoring his entire contract, which I think is at 20-something million for this year. He's getting it all. Is he really? Yes. What a class move. A, that's a class move, and I think that also speaks to two things. One, which I know for sure is probably true. The second one's kind of a conspiracy theory. The first one is they probably saw how hard he worked and just the place he's at right now. Right. Like, we get it, mm-hmm. right? That's a we yep. get it move. Mm-hmm. Maybe part B is, well, let's keep right. this guy in our good graces in case in two years he heals up and he wants to play again. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's on the Patriots in two years. Maybe Bill Belichick is just thinking, hmm, I've done this before with guys who... I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back. You know? Why not? You know, open. You need to go. You need to step away. I did not know that. I didn't know that they were still going to pay him out. They honored his... They, they honored his I think contract. it's 24-ish. Yeah. Million, but you know, you look at the other side. They did leave him, you know, uh, ten days away from the start of the season. You, you know, you, you, I don't even know who the backup is. You, Jacoby Brissett will be their starting yeah. quarterback. You can kill him for bad timing right now, yeah. right? But at the same time, too, what if he went to camp and said, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this," and then it's just not there, right? I don't know. You want to kill him for timing? I get it. You yeah. want to say he's not tough? I don't understand that one. You want to say he owes the fans? I don't understand that one. Yeah. I don't understand any of it other than the timing stinks, right? The timing stinks. Well, but you know, I'm sure he went into the season regretting it. You know, not just just yeah, not, not regretting it, dreading, dreading it. it. He was dreading the season, and he went just kind of as his process going through it, it's just like I can't do this. Let me ask you a question: As a guy that played high level yeah. football, yeah. if you step on the football field and you don't want to be there 110, percent what yeah. is going to happen to you? Ooh, you're going to get hurt bad. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not doing anybody a favor at that point. But, no. No, no, hey, listen, there's been many times where you're even getting ready for the season you're going into and you're like, I just can't do this. Yeah. You know, I yeah. just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And yeah. listen, the money in the bank is obviously makes it easier. That's 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 fine. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. And, and more power to him. He made that money. He earned mm-hmm. that money. Right. But my take is 
when it's your time, you know, and it's only he will know how he's feeling. Right? Old Oliver Luck. So. Or his father. That was his father. Ollie Luck, who is yeah, now, um, yeah, yeah. he's spearheading the new XFL, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. good luck with I mean, that one. Bit, you know, it's it's funny. It's may, You wonder how much of a, uh, how much of that had to do with his dad. Maybe he had a little bit of influence on that. I don't know. But maybe. Maybe. I, know. I mean, you, you don't want to see your children put themselves in those positions, right? Where they could get injured, suffer life-long things, and... Yeah. Maybe he saw. Maybe he saw his dad. Maybe he yeah. saw his dad when his dad played. In, and did he back up Archie Manning? Right. He did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he didn't play all that much, is my understanding. No. Right. So. No. I just don't think it's hey, we got the money, let's bounce. No, not even close. No. Doesn't need it. No. Doesn't need it. Not even close to needing it. Right. Mm-hmm. So. It, it, yeah, and let's let's just say this: the family had money to begin with. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, he was he was commissioner of the World Football League for a long exactly, time. Exactly, exactly. You know, and he was an athletic director for a long time. Tennessee, was it Tennessee? University of Tennessee. Yeah. Um, Tennessee or West Virginia? I thought it was West Virginia. Could be West Virginia. Sorry. Yeah. Could yeah, be West Virginia. West, West Virginia. Again, zero point zero, zero fact. Absolutely checks. zero fact checking. I love it. Um. So that's it. But piggybacking off the NFL, yeah. Let's switch gears. Week zero of college football. Yeah. Miami, Florida, right? They they have a huge rivalry game, week zero, they call it now. I actually yep. like that. Yeah. The game turns out to be not very appetizing as a watching it on TV, right? Right. Um What about the what it, about it, to you yeah. playing college football would make sense about exhibition games? Would anything about that make sense? Preseason games, especially in football, it's it, it doesn't matter what level. Mm-hmm. It, it's just um, first of all, you can't wait. It, the first one, you can't wait to just play against someone else. Yes, different jersey. Right. right. So that I mean, that's a big thing. But um, honestly, it's it's you know that that early in the season like that, how they play that in week zero, and I don't know. You know, it's I mean, it's a non-conference game, so it doesn't really it, it may come back and bite. You know Miami at some point at the end, but I right, don't, Fl- Florida had all the skin in the game without it. Yeah. If they're going to try to be in the country, yeah, and, yeah. Which I'm not even too sure that's a thing, right? But <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter at, at right now, right? So my 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 question was because of the lack of sharp play, is it is it even worth talking about? Probably not, right? To have preseason college, probably not. No. Right. I, I I don't think so. I mean, it was an awful game. There was how many fumbles and a lot. I mean, there was a ten lot. sacks. Yeah, um, drop balls. They could not throw the ball down the field at all. No, you know. So from a fan's perspective, unless you were a fan of those teams or had money on the game, yes, it was boring. But then yeah, it was awful. But then you flip the script to the to the the little mentioned in my mind Hawaii. Who'd they play? Uh, Hawaii. Someone. Oh. Came down to the last second, and they scored a trillion points, like you always do in Hawaii. Right. Never bet against Hawaii at home, right? Never. They a quarterback sneak on the last play. The guy gets tackled at the one yard line in the seven point game, and uh, so that game wasn't poorly played, right? So maybe the argument is there for it was just a bad game. It happens, yeah. right? Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Do you remember 
let's look every year. I mean, Appalachian State went up, yeah. Beat Michigan. Right, and that was the first game. And right. That was like an early game too, right? At week or one. Was it? Yeah, it was week one. Week one. They went in and shocked them. Yeah, they play the, the quote-unquote cupcakes, right? Yeah, and yeah. they lose. Yeah. I honestly think that game was the downfall that started the downward spiral of Michigan football. Well, without a doubt. Right? Because I, mean, I don't I don't remember it being bad or being in question till that game. They almost lost to UConn. At yes. Right? Which, oh. That <laughs> no offense to anybody, UConn, but <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, he it, listen, it, and and I don't know if you've seen his uh, his his assault now, right? His 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 uh, Harbaugh's assaults on on the Urban Myers of the world yeah. and the Nick Sabins of the world, yeah. basically making excuses why he can't be at that level because he does things the right way and they all cheat. Yeah, Come okay. on, buddy. Once Come on, buddy. You start doing that. Come on. Once you start saying those things, stop. That's it. Stop. Right. Stop. Just tell, just tell the truth. They do it better than you do. Simple, simple. It's that's it. You you know what the problem is. Yeah. He's calling kids on the telephone. Nick Saban's calling the same kid on the telephone. Anybody else you want to say? Oh, sorry. I don't know if he threw Clemson under the bus, but whatever. And guess what? The phone calls that they're answering are from Nick Saban and the and the, maybe the two other schools, not Michigan. You know what I realized about coaches and. <laughs> <laughs> working with them, hiring them, um, even in are- arena football, as as crazy as that is, every last one of them, any team that had any type of success, every single coach, oh, they're cheating. The cheaters. Yeah, they're cheaters. Yeah. They cheat. Yep. Really? Okay. Yep. Right? Okay, so, so they got that one kid who they're going to pay a little bit extra to. Do you think it really matters? Correct. You know? <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Uh, I know. My point is, I'm pretty certain. Yeah. The playing field maybe won't isn't equal at that level. Yeah. So to speak, mm-hmm. but it's pretty equal, right? Yep. It's pretty equal. Yeah. For the most part, you get the same kind of kid. Come on. Yeah. All right. Just saying. All so right. we digressed a little bit. All right. I yep. gotta talk about. Yeah. This will be the crazy things people do segment. Oh. Okay, so let's cue my man Ozzy. All right. Hope so he's getting better. I have concert for, tickets for him next see, summer. Really? Yeah. My 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 show that I was supposed to see in June got moved a full year ahead because of his illnesses. Hopefully he's. Hopefully you're rehearsing right now, Oz. I need yeah. you. <laughs> need you in June. Get better. No more bats. Yeah. yeah crazy things the, people do. Yeah. I'm going to speak about, let's just let it play a little bit. The, the late Randy Rhodes right here, rest in peace. One of the best guitarists. So good. I'm going to speak on this phenomenon, this craze, this all-out debauchery that has become the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Oh, this is great. Can we just talk about, this is either one of the all-time most genius moves and whoever dreamt this up at Popeye's deserves to take over as CEO, if he's not already, or she. They basically create, or someone created, essentially what was a social media craze about the Popeye's chicken sandwich and how it's better than Chick-fil-A, right? They sell it for $3.99. And as a result, the social media buzz has created some of the, some of the following. So the whole buzz around this sandwich that was created on social media... This is my take on this. Has created the following list. Long lines at their restaurants where people have waited hours to get this sandwich, like Cabbage Patch Dolls from the 1980s. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, yeah. Huge, overwhelming crowds at all Popeye's restaurants. Yep. 
multiple car accidents, including four at one Popeyes in in Route 17 in New Jersey. Multiple uh, physical altercations uh, that I've seen online. Oh, that's fantastic. Grubhub and DoorDash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For those who don't know what that is, yeah. is obviously an online food service that you can order online. They bring food to you. Mm-hmm. And you can order from essentially any restaurant. Grubhub and DoorDash have removed that item from their site because you cannot get it. So I did a little experiment. I called the three Popeye's restaurants in our area. We have three within roughly 10 miles from here. You did some research. Sold out. One guy answered the phone. I said, hey, I'm just calling to make sure you have the chicken sandwich. He goes, ha ha, hung up. Unbelievable. Yes. One guy said, nope, hung up. The third one, guy was a little nicer. He goes, not for a long time, hung up. Over a chicken sandwich. Chicken sandwich. I I think. The power of social media, folks. it's, It's there. Think about that. Yeah. You just took a $4 chicken sandwich. That Popeye's, this is my impression, Popeye's always had this on the menu, correct? Always. And all of a sudden, someone drummed this up on social media, and look what happened. Isn't that not crazy? It, 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 re- it, re- it garnered response from Chick-fil-A, right? Right. Because if you notice, Chick-fil-A has also come out, almost their new slogan, we never run out of chicken. <laughs> it's beautiful. And I got to be honest with you. I don't think it was anybody. I don't think there was anybody smart enough. Neither do I. That sat around and said, let's figure this out. No. I think it just absolutely started organically. And that is the beautiful thing about social media. That's my point. Yeah. Think about what just happened here. Yeah. Two pieces of bread and a chicken patty right. just caused all those things I just Chaos. described. Chaos. People selling them online. People, it, just craziness going on. Craziness. Yeah. So, to me, now I've never had one from there, but I will say this on a personal level, you better bring the noise if you're going to tell me it's better than Chick-fil-A, yeah. because I am on the Chick-fil-A bandwagon. Big time. I am team Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Okay? So, if people are going to start throwing that around, now, out of curiosity, I want to try it, right? But I'm not waiting an hour. There was I, just, I had... I, Last time I flew, I got to tell you, you know, they put they put a Chick-fil-A in the airport okay. up, up in Albany. And we were on our way down to Florida. This was, I don't know, in July, June this year. And the lady was in line. It was a deep line, right? Okay. It, didn't, it was early, right? It was like at 8 o'clock. And I, first of all, I didn't even know they had breakfast at Chick-fil-A. But I'm in line anyways because that's like the thing to do. You got to get in line for Chick-fil-A. They have right? these little biscuit chicken sandwiches for breakfast. Yeah. Phenomenal. I don't, re- I don't even remember what I had. Phenomenal. I think they. I think that at that time they started serving everything. Anyway, this this woman was in line, and she was just. She had all her. She was that woman in line that let every one of her family and friends cut cut next oh, to her. I love that. So they could order as well. I love. There that had one. to be twelve people. Yeah, I love that. So one. it was ridiculous. By this time, you're starting getting irritated. Like, come on, please, someone step up. You know. Even though you're like, all right, well, the, I still have time on my flight, but that's just not right. You didn't want to be that <laughs> guy, huh? No. And this was it. This was the piece of resistance in the whole thing. Uh-oh. She walks away, right? She walks away after a bunch of just nonsense. Okay. And there was a puddle where she was standing. And the woman came up. The woman who was next in line was like, did you just pay standing in line? And she just walks away. She looks at her like, how dare you ask me that question? And she just wanders into the airport. 
Hold on. Hold on. She just pees. So she urinated. Urinated. Herself in line. Right in line. Because she didn't want to get off because the line was too long. The line was too long. She suffered through it. She had 24 of her family members come up and get their orders in. She pissed off everybody in line. And then what does she do? What does she, what's her parting gift to all of us? She urinates on the piche. floor. Yeah. She did a little pishy. Right on the right in line. I'm going to tell you something right yeah. now. It was classic. That speaks on what I just said. That's how good Chick-fil-A is. Yeah. People stand online and urinate themselves because they don't want to get off because the food's that good. It's that good. That should be part of the whole campaign. We make people so pee good. online. <laughs> so good. You'll piss yourself. Online waiting. Right. Just stand there for a little while and just piss yourself. So again, she would rather do that than get off and get back on. Give, just ballpark me about the number of people online. Uh, I... What, on that whole? I have no idea. I haven't even looked at it. What are you seeing? No, no, no. The number of people on that line that you were standing on. Oh, that line. On. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe if I pay attention to what you're saying. No, don't, don't pay attention. I mean, uh, but there was a good dozen of us. I was about number wow. nine or ten. You okay, know? which isn't even that long. No. So that's how good the food is. Oh, yeah, it is. Wow. At an airport. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In public. In public. Just walked away like it was nothing. Like, it's okay. I could just pee here. Jeez. And just not, you know, it was, it was, and then uh, the security went after her too. Security kind of went after her and they cleaned it up and, uh, and, and believe me, they didn't stop serving those chicken sandwiches. No, 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 Accident no, Accident on the no, floor and everything. No. We, were, we were still going. They get the bucket with the mop already in it, yeah, right? And yeah, they come it was, out. It was you, fantastic. You, it's like it never happened. Yeah. It was, it, yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. God bless. I know. Anyways, is that it? In terms of crazy things people do <laughs> i don't know i can't get any crazier than that i mean the, the chick the chick-fil-a <laughs> i hope there's a i'm really hoping for a chicken sandwich war now i want a war i want wendy's jumping in i want mcdonald's jumping in i want everybody looking for that top spot i want to just see what happens they have to right wendy's right. is trying to weasel the spicy chicken sandwich into the conversation kfc everybody's got to be in it i don't even consider them like i don't even think about that Taco Bell's going to get in, and you're like, when did Taco Bell start serving chicken sandwiches? Because you know they have a chicken sandwich. Somewhere. Somewhere. Right. Taco Bell's in the, in the lab, right? Right, like in, in the, the lab. lab. It's been waiting. In a Petri dish. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the chicken sandwich from Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell, and, and it's oh, so bad, it and is, I love it. it. I love it. All the all the good things, you know, that all the things that you like are bad for you. Everybody. Well, it's all the chemicals that they put in it that awaken those sensory, or you know, yeah. sensories and taste buds in you that, mm-hmm. you know, so... Crazy stuff people do. Peeing in lines for Chick-fil-A. Unreal. Accidents, fist fights over Popeye's chicken. I didn't even know Popeye's chicken was still around. Yeah, well, they're on their their campaign on TV is their commercial campaign's good. I see them yeah. everywhere. Yeah, well. Again, we have three Louisiana in this, chicken. We Louisiana have three chicken. in this area, so that's why yeah. I know it. I've the never I I never You never eaten that one? No. I, I, I got it once. One time as a like a takeout just to try it when yeah. I first got here. And then, but I did call all three of them two days ago. They were all sold out. You should report the guy who was rude to you. Yeah, I'm sure uh, he'll care. From the Popeye police. Yeah, he'll probably be saying, do me a favor and get me fired. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, (laughs) thank you. Yes, thank you. Thanks. I appreciate that. I just needed that little push out the door. Right. It took me that long to get fired. I just had to do it. (laughs) I peed on the floor and everything. (laughs) Yeah, I tried everything. (laughs) Maybe he was the guy who was peeing on the floor and I don't know. I could be. Uh, wow. Uh, Where do you go from the chicken uh, sandwich war? Where do you know. go to next? We will have a top 10 list today. Fantastic. One that I so enjoyed doing. Uh, awesome. 
we got away from sport. We did a couple sport lists. Yeah. We got back into the more, you know, pop culture-ish. Yeah. You know, a little more wheelhouse, as they yeah. say, which yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pull off the When I Was a Kid segment first. Okay. And then we'll save this top 10 for last because I'm really looking forward to doing it. All right. All right. So, again, we, we've we've created this When I Was a Kid segment. Yes. To speak on things that you remember growing up, right? Like, so things that you remember when you were a kid that stuck with you, and and we are trying to keep it. Let me let me to let me just uh, tee up the music for let's, us. Let's let's hear the music. It gets me in the mood as well. Yeah, I mean. So we try to keep it to the calendar. Yeah. Right. We try to. I try to create the segment based on where we are in the year, right? So we started over the summer, so everything's been summer-based. Right. This is definitely an end of the summer when I was a kid, and you're going to be able to speak a lot on this one. Okay. When I was a kid, this time of year reminds me, I say kid, but I was you know, a little older, but this time of year reminds me of high school football camp. Yeah. High school football camp slash practice when you went earlier – then the actual school year started. You were in that mode of, you know, life sucks. School's going to start soon. The summer's over. And then all of a sudden, you got to go to football practice twice a day, which I don't even know if they do anymore. I don't know. They don't. It's not allowed. You can't do that? Okay. One. So didn't even know that. Yeah. So I remember, first and foremost, the two-a-day thing. where You went in the morning. It was roughly 8 a.m. Right. Then you had the whole rest of the day, but you had to go back at like 6 at night. Yeah. That's what we did. So, of course, you had the guys that would go back, practice at 8 till 10, whatever it was, in hot, humid conditions, right? And then you went home and you swam in your pool or you did whatever and further dehydrated yourself (laughs) for what was probably the conditioning part at night. Yeah. That's, That's what I remember. That's that's about it. So I remember being sitting around my buddies after that 8 to 10 session and then you feel like, okay. We've got time here. It's about 10, 11 o'clock. You showered already. The pads are off. You've got time. Right. It's like 11. We don't have to be back till 545, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, the clock starts ticking. You start doing whatever it is you're doing. You want to just lay there and do nothing. Then all of a sudden, you start looking at your watch, start looking at the clock. You didn't look at your phone because you didn't have a cell phone then. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's 2 o'clock. And then it's 3 o'clock. And then you start to have those conversations. Hey, guys, what if we just didn't go? What would happen? What do you think would happen? What if we just didn't show up? That, I did, that never came across any conversation. I'll tell you why it did for us. Yeah. It never happened, but it was just fantasy. Yeah. The 6, the 6 p.m. one, that second one for us, yeah. there was no pads. It was walkthrough. It was all walkthrough yeah. and running. Yeah. And they ran tested us uh, almost every day. At the six to eight, it was six to seven thirty, whatever it was. So the the night session was all running. So guys were like, "Wait a minute! Like, come on, right. this is just out of control." And I think this was only two weeks. Like, it wasn't even. It was like right. two weeks. Right. Um, I remember vividly like the smells. I remember the smells of the pads. Yeah. The locker room, mm-hmm. the grass, like you know that grass in the summer early it's the best. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember the grass sticking. To your cleats, mm-hmm. and then the dirt eventually. In the morning. The yeah. morning. Yeah. And then, you know, it's that first day, and there's that feeling out process of, yeah. okay, like, who do we have this year? Right. You know, I'm in 10th grade. Am I going to make varsity? Your helmet is just killing you. Killing. Like, yeah. it feels like a vice grip. Right. In between your ears. Yeah. 
Your mouthpiece isn't worn in. No. And it sucks. And you're thirsty. You th- yeah. We used to drink out of like a horse, it was called. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. With the spouts just yeah. coming out, right? There's nothing, nothing fun about- Zero. Summer camp and playing football at that time of the year. But I have to say that I do remember having fun once we started hitting- yeah. Once, like I, I get the cones and jump in the pads yeah. and, and jump in the blocks. Yeah. Once we started hitting, yeah. that's when I felt like I was like, all right, this is, I can do this. Like this guy pissed me off in the locker room this morning, you know, like, okay, buddy. And then, you know, he may be my best friend, but I really want to, I want to hurt him bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And vice versa. But no, I agree with you. Uh, um, the, you know, it's interesting. Things in life that come back to you naturally that just bring you back to that moment are smells. Yeah. You, really smells and sound. Smells. Smells and music. Yes. But smells like you, that smell of grass. Yes. Right? The smell of, if yep. you grew up in the, like the Northeast, if there's the leaves in the fall, you know. And um, and that was camp. It was for camp. Me. That's and, what I remember. You know, the smell of rain and just the smells that just bring you right back. If you go to your old high school sure. or whatever, the smells are exactly the same. Exactly. And walking in the locker room yeah. with everybody's pads in there, it smelled yeah. like corn oh. chips well, by those, day two, those, right? Those smells are. But those are the ones yeah. I remember and that's right. what kind of brought me back to yeah. then like just the vision of that water horse yeah. with the wet grass around it yeah. and there's the, the little puddles, right? Right. What what was our you know you think about it, you had anxiety you had stress hundred percent right 100%. and it was about do I fit in and how's the year gonna go am I you know just anxiety about going to college just everything yes and right I think the younger years were the worst right yeah. because let's just say your ninth and tenth grade year right those are huge mm-hmm. like I said as a tenth grader am I gonna be on varsity right if I'm on JV like what's right. gonna happen we all practice together at first. The guys in 12th grade, you felt like they were 37 years old. Yeah. And you were 16. Right. Right? And then all of a sudden, did you scrimmage with Varsity a little bit, and you got your clock cleaned a couple times, and you're like, I can't do this. I can't yeah. play at this level. And then that whole maturation period of the whole thing all centered around camp, right? Because by week one, you knew what was up. You knew what was up. You all right. I'm, I'm fifth on the depth chart. Right. You know, not me ever, of course. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Like, you, you knew where you stood. Yeah. And you knew what to kind of expect. But that first two weeks, then you started to realize, at least I remember starting to realize, like, wait a minute. If I come out here every morning and I kill it, I'm going to play. Like, that's how it's going to work. I'm going to play. So, you know, I'm going to get three concussions probably in two weeks, which I did. And I think I missed a total of two hours of practice. Right. You, I'm going to play. And that's kind of the way it went. And I had very little football experience going into high school. I didn't play till I was in 10th grade. I didn't play peewee. I didn't play junior high school. I didn't play anything. You were the secret weapon, Chris. No, I was just out of my Shit. mind is what I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was the out of my mind. secret weapon. Yeah, I went from not playing at all like until I got to 10th grade. And my senior year, I played in the first Boomer Esiason Long Island All-Star game. Oh, did you really? As a senior. Yeah, over at Hofstra. That's how far it kind of, yeah. you know, I, I went, I got. Yeah. and. I'm going to pat myself on the back. I wasn't a good football player. I'll pat it you on the back. I, wa- I wasn't, believe that's, me. That's a hard game to get into. It wasn't my sport. Like, yeah. baseball is my sport, but I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved the physicality. I loved that you could have long hair and it was okay because yeah. nobody cared. Right. Right? And, right. You, you know, it, that you actually kind of look cooler. Yeah. I remember cutting my hair into, a, like, a metal hawk. <laughs> I had, like, a mohawk with it long, and it was, I mean, my parents were mortified. Complete I remember disaster. mortified. Just my, I remember disaster. my mom thinking, like, 
don't take your helmet off. Like, right. just don't take it off. Keep your helmet on. Yeah. You're right. When you come off the field, keep it on, too. We don't yeah. Even, as a matter of fact, Chris, we don't even want to know you. Don't yeah. come up to us and <laughs> yeah, talk to us after right. the game. Yeah. We're so embarrassed by your haircut. Yeah. And yeah. I remember, like, having, even we, even though we had those long days, yeah. we would go in after practice in the locker room, and it was chaos. People <laughs> wrestling, fighting with each other. Yeah. Right? It's even great, though you just killed yourself for two hours. It's the greatest sport in the world. And no sport has that in my mind. You can have like preseason, no offense to the other sports. You can have preseason soccer. You can have preseason lac- lacrosse, whatever it is. Yeah. No one had that. Like in, school wasn't in session yet, right? So you're talking yeah. about fall sports. Yeah. I don't think soccer, field hockey, whatever else we do in the fall comes close to football camp. Right? I mean, and then, and then speak on it in college. You did it in college. Well, in high school, too. We, you know, we had spring practice and, yeah. you know, you had, you had a lift and train in the off season, And, you know, in college here, you're up at five and, you know, you're up at five in the morning, winter conditioning. And, you know, before you start the day when every other kid is out there, they're just rolling into bed and you're getting up yep. in college. Right. You know, and. It's, what was that like before? I'm talking fall camp. Yeah. Before the semester started, mm-hmm. kind of where we are now, or where we were last week, the last three weeks. Yeah. What was that like? You didn't get to college yet, technically, right? Classes didn't start yet. Right. So this was what you had. And what's that? What was that anxiety? Like, say, leading into it. Right after 4th of July, yep. it's, it's it's on. <laughs> yeah, right. And you just knew, like, now these now they come into camp in shape. Because yep. they got you you know, hope. The, for the most part, so you're not doing as much, you're spending as much time on conditioning um, in camp as you you once had to. Then it was all about you. You better come in somewhat conditioned, right? But you're just running and every day, running and run, <laughs> and it's double sessions, and there's no time limit. Like now, you hardly hit. You get, if you get yeah. if you go four days, you got to get a day off. There's no. I just remember, and I I posted every year on Facebook. On Labor Day, and I'll never forget Coach McElreevy walking up, seven o'clock in the morning. We're on the field. That smell, the dew, freezing. You know, oh, here we go again. Labor Day, saying, "Gentlemen, it's a day of labor. <laughs> take a lap." Right. And, you know, you take a lap and you get warmed up and you get right into it, and then you go in two th- two times, and um, it was it was it separated people. You know, sure. it separated, and and if you weren't playing, you really wanted to have to play college football. You know, and you're practicing here. We're, you know, we're practicing on a middle middle school field. Right. You know, so there was nothing glamorous, glorious. There was nothing. There was no press showing up at our practices. Right. They're going down the street to Yale. Right. You know, so you really had to play. What was it like, if if from what you remember, if you do, what was it like that camp of your freshman year? So it's your first one. What was it? What was that like? I don't, I just remember it wasn't as hard as high school. I remember high school being a little wow. bit harder. Same, yeah, that's saying had, a lot. Because we had triple sessions in high school, and, and, and we had you know some old school coaches. And and even though it was tough here, um, it was probably more physical here. It was just longer, it seemed like, in high school. It just seemed like, and you ran a lot more. And plus, you know, you're playing both ways, so you just, you're exhausted. Right. You know, you're on both sides of the ball. Here, it's, you know, there weren't as... You know, you're, you're a freshman, so you're not getting as many reps. You know, you're going to team period. You're not really getting a rep. You're not getting a look. You're just kind of standing around watching. So I just remember it was just – there wasn't as much physicality to it. Okay. You know, but when you got in there, it was like, well, these these are men. Right. These, yeah. are, these are real men. Right. You know, <laughs> Some were are, because oh, they were probably 29. A lot of them were older, yeah. <laughs> right, back you know, then. So, yeah, so – 
It was, it was, that was an eye-opening experience. I just remember um, how much faster some of them were, but um, we had a lot of speed on our team too. So it wasn't like a huge. It was the size of of everybody, right? You know, and um, the hitting's. I don't know. So I wasn't. You know, it wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't walk away saying, "Oh, wow, that was that was a massive difference." You know, that was. I I, I don't know. I wish I had a so, better, so West better story. Ha- so West Haven High School p- prepared you well. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Is what you're saying. I mean, we had. I mean, half the team I think came over with me here. So, you know, we all kind of came together. Right. A bunch of nitwits. You know, we go to college. You know, a mile and a half from where we went to high school. So, yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> But but uh, I got a song for that. That was my when I was a kid. That's what this time of year reminds me of a lot of, in a yeah. lot of ways. And being around it now with with our guys back and that's awesome what question. I remembered. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, nothing but good times. Nothing but but good times. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, that was fun. Good questions. Thank you. Anytime I can help. Yeah. All right, so we got, are we getting to the top ten? Yeah, we got to do this. I mean, it's it's burning oh, a hole in my page here. I can't wait. So I came up with my top ten list of 80s comedy actors. Top ten 80s comedy actors. My favorite. Wow. Okay? The parameters were pretty loose. You, you didn't necessarily have to be a huge movie star. Yeah. Just you were a comedic actor. So you could have been TV, movies, obviously. Yeah. But the difference in the '80s was television wasn't looked as, it wasn't looked at like it is now. Right. T- TV used to be taboo if you wanted to be in the movies because then you were there's no going back. Not anymore. Now. Yeah. TV in a lot of ways is better than the movie. Yeah. Right. Than motion pictures and theaters. So there was that taboo factor, but I mean I guess every stand-up comedian too. You know what's the dream, right? Let's. I need to get into Hollywood. I need to get, and, and that's kind of the path when you when you have success, right? right? You you end up on SNL, and then you end up making you know feature motion pictures. So this list is my top ten favorite from the '80s. Doesn't mean they only worked in the '80s. These were they were prevalent, and they made a, a, a they had a lot of content. We like to say content these days in the '80s. This yeah. is my top ten list. Of course, there's eleven. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in. I'm going in. This is my honorable mention. Um, did not make the 10 um, for the main reason being the 10 that are in here I just liked better. <laughs> it's right. simple. Um, Leslie Nielsen is my honorable mention. Oh, the best. Yeah. Wow. We didn't make the top didn't 10. Didn't make the top 10. Wow. No. Wow. Um, you know, the Naked Guns, the... Right. Right. Just, I mean, he was a lot funnier than people realize. He was the best. Airplane. Airplane. Yeah. Um, yeah. He made my honorable mention. It is what it is. Right. Leslie Neal. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. And now, well, now you're going to hear number 10 and go, okay, this is this list sucks because <laughs> Leslie Nielsen didn't make it and this guy's your number 10. Yeah. So, but again, folks, it's my favorite. It's your favorite. Yeah. Which I own yeah. and will gladly take criticism <laughs> on. And I like the arguments. So, right. conti- so argue, type in, yeah. send a message. Oh, wow. We're on number 10. Oh, we, we, we got some. We got some prelims are, are coming in already. All right, let's save them. Okay. Let's save them. Well, well, all right. Jay, we're going to hold off on. Let's save them, but yeah. we'll get to them. Yeah. My number 10. He played a character called Louis Tolley in the movie Ghostbusters. He was also in movies like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, 
He was also in Spaceballs. He played Dark Helmet, which is one of my favorite characters. Ah. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, yeah. He's my number 10. Wow. Again, Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. Was the best. Is unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Spaceballs. Jews in space. Unbelievable. Right? right? Yes. Right? Unbelievable. Yeah, Jews in space. I believe it's a Mel Brooks production. Oh, absolutely. He played the spoof Darth Vader called Dark Helmet. Yeah. He used to flip up the thing and it would keep falling down. Oh, it was the best. And he flew through the console of the, when they hit the brakes, he right. flew through the console of the spaceship. The ship. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. He was genius in Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. He played the guy that kept locking himself out of his own apartment. Yeah. And then he finally gets eaten by the dog. <laughs> and then he turns into a zombie or whatever he turns into. Right. A, a spirit. Yeah. Um, I think he, was he the key master? I think he became the key he master. He was the key master. <laughs> right. Rick Moranis. Yeah. Yes. Had those memorable scenes with him, Bill Murray, and Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. He was the best. The best. Rick Moranis yep. is my 10. Now, my number nine, at first glance... You're going to say, what are you talking about? But but people may not remember, this guy started out making these, these, these I don't want to say there were B-movies, but they were 80s comedies, and he turned then blossomed into an iconic movie star doing a lot of serious roles. My number nine is Tom Hanks. Wow. That's r way too low. I, I know, well, you, well, so you say. Wait till you hear the other ones. Well, in the 80s, he was just coming out. It, right? Say it. He wasn't Tom Hanks yet. No, he was Because wasn't. here's why. He yeah. played, this is one of my favorite roles he played, Family Ties. I don't know if you remember the TV show. Michael J. Fox. Oh, yeah. It was about absolutely. The, right? Yeah. He played the alcoholic uncle. <laughs> on one show. I, I don't remember that He one. started drinking the vanilla extract out of the pantry. <laughs> they figured out he had a problem. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I don't. But I, beyond I don't, that, Rob, I let's think about that. something. Let's think about this. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run off a few things for you. Yeah. A little movie called Bachelor Party. Did you ever see Bachelor Party? Fantastic. Right? Volunteers. Big. Big was there. Yeah. The Burbs. Yeah. Splash. Yeah. These were all comedies. Splash was fantastic. I'm on the bar. Yeah. I'm on the bar. But these were all comedies that yeah. he starred in, right? Before he... This, this is it. Mm. What would we do, babe, without love? Family Ties theme song. What a great show, by the way, Family Ties. Fantastic Michael show. J. Fox yeah. burst onto the scene, right? This little entrepreneur. He awesome. Was just, you know, Alex P. Keaton Alex was his P. name. Yeah, he right. had that best friend, Skippy. Yeah. Remember Skippy? Yeah. And then my favorite character was Nick. Remember the boyfriend? Oh, uh, yeah. And he would just go, hey. That was it. That was all. <laughs> Justine Bateman, got to say, yeah. I have vivid memories of what she looked like back yeah. then. And yeah. they were very pleasing. Yeah. She was yeah. fantastic. Meredith Baxter Burney, I believe, played the wife. Yeah. Wow. And I, there was another daughter in there or something, I think. Uh, uh, or, uh, yes. Or brother. No, no, no. There was a, da a daughter. The blonde. Yeah. Uh, Yothers was her last name? Yothers, I believe, was her last name. Oh, you remember those things. I don't remember the dad. I don't remember the dad. I don't remember his name. Um, Family Ties. Great show. So, Tom Hanks. Tina Yothers? Tina Yothers. Maybe. Let's go with that. That sounds great. But think about those com the comedies he made in the eighties. Think yeah. about and think about who he is now. Yeah, because then it kind of went. You went on. There was like Joe versus the volcano. Then all of a sudden, the way I remember it, Philadelphia. And you were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. He completely changed. He shifted and then from Philadelphia, skyrocketed right yeah. to drama. Right to just that leading man. Yeah. Right. Without leading man looks, so to speak, not ugly by any means, but not. And he transformed himself into top, what, 20 of all time? 
Phenomenal. Right? Yeah. So he is my number nine. I'm I'm gonna stick with Tina Yothers. It's bothering me, but I'm pretty sure she yeah. was the other daughter. I think so. Um my like number it. eight, one of my all time favorite guys. Guy cracked me up. He really only made three movies in the eighties. But everyone knows who he is, and they mm. were fantastic. A movie you may have heard of called Caddyshack, he was in. Oh, he's the best. Another movie called Easy Money. And then another movie, which I love, called Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield, oh, is best. my eight. Thornton Mellon was oh. one of my favorite characters of all time. Oh, the best. In Back to School, when it, he does just that, he goes back to college. as like It, it seemed like he was a 58-year-old construction guy. Or whatever. He, no, he owned uh, big and fat stores, right? Big That's and true. tall clothing. Yeah. And he was supposedly a championship diver. <laughs> yeah. And bought his way... Tried to buy his way through college, right, and help his son. Um, Rodney, Easy Money, by the way, is another one of those 80s movies that no kid should ever watch, but everyone did. Like, Crazy. my parents had no... I just watched movies. The best. The best. What a dumb family I got. Are you kidding? Last week I looked up my family tree. I found out I'm the sap. Just... <laughs> The best. Uh, the best. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield. He's my number eight. Oh, wow. He's my number eight. Yeah. We get up to number seven, and this guy is an icon, especially in the, in the the definitely in the comedic world. He does it so gently that I, that's what I always admired about him. He's not, he's not, he's outlandish in a sense, but he does it so softly. Yeah. Steve Martin. The great Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. The Jerk, which came out in 79, oh. I had to mention, but then you go to Parenthood, you go to Three Amigos, and you go to the definite the definite Mickey Mantle of 80s comedies, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and then not to mention what he did on SNL, right? Oh, it was, it was incredible. Steve the, Martin is my number seven. The thing, the thing about it is, you know, remember, remember when, when was the name in a, what was the name in a song then? Uh, oh, oh, here it is. Here it is. Do you remember this? Steve Martin. Of course. I mean, he's phenomenal as a... He's he's traveling around now with, I think, Martin Short. Martin Short. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who did not make this list, I have to say. Wow. I have too many. Wait till you... My next six, sir. My next six, sir. I mean, you, you can't... You, you can't argue my next six. You just can't. Care who you are. But Martin, to me, it was hard to keep him out of the top six. But these guys that I have are just my guys. But talk about the genius that he created on SNL. Just those characters, right? Was just, and he looked like the mailman, right? He didn't. He played. He plays like the banjo. Yeah. Twist and balloons. Yeah. Yep. All the props. Apparently, there's a great book. Uh, it's kind of his biography or autobiography. I hear it's fantastic. I never got a chance to read it. I really want to. Yeah. Talking about how he came up in the in the business, yeah. how hard it was, you know, all the, 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 the stumbling blocks he had and all those things. I, yeah. I really want to read it. I haven't gotten a chance to. If anybody out there has read it and they want to chime in and let me know how good it is, I'd, I'd be glad to hear it. Yeah. All right. um, my number six... This guy everybody knows. He's still prevalent now, kind of. I mean, he's in he's in things yeah. for sure. Um, 
he was in I mean these they're all it's so funny that most of these guys are sharing movies they yeah. were all he was in Spies Like Us which I loved I don't know if you remember that great one great one right he was in Ghostbusters he was in you could keep going okay my number six is Dan Aykroyd phenomenal part of that troupe that came through SNL right that was just you'll never replace that out of control all of them right out of control but he was just in spies like us and in ghostbusters he played that complimentary role so well like he wasn't the guy but he was close to the lead but he killed it he killed it no matter what yeah and he's he just ma- narrowly missed my five my top five it was he was it was harder to keep him out than Ma- steve martin but Aykroyd to me, I put him above Steve Martin, and you know what did it? This is what did it. This is what did it. This is what got him above Steve Martin for me. One and o- one single thing he did. Blues Brothers. This is it. Blues Brothers. This is what we're listening to right here. That's what put him in my number six over Steve Martin. Yeah, it was amazing. Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. By far. I mean, the whole movie itself. Just the way he, you know. Just watching them on stage, dance around, the whole thing. Then they go out and perform live. Yeah. They went on tour. crazy. Which is crazy. How much fun. But now, now. It's kind of like what we're doing. Yeah. We're the Blues Brothers. We are the Blues Brothers. Right? (laughs) We are in the top five, and this is where it just gets. It's it's serious. You talk about Hall of Fame. It's serious. You talk about Hall of Fame. So just let's recap right now. These are your top, your choices, your top ten-ish favorite 80s Movie actors. Comedic. Comedic movie Mo- actors. Comedic actors, not just movies. because Actors from everywhere. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, it centers around movies then, but yeah. listen, these guys all killed it on SNL. Yeah, they true. all keep Right? I mean, so we're, we're doing my top 10 80s comedic actors. Love it. We are now at number five. Who do we have? The the whirlwind, the, the hurricane, the human bear that was John Belushi. Oh, man. Is my five. Yeah. And here's the thing about Belushi. You're only really talking about two real prevalent movies that he made in the 80s. Neighbors, which I don't know if you ever saw Neighbors. It's fantastic. Uh, uh, Hilarious. Right? And Blues Brothers. But in my mind, and I could be just, this is my opinion, he carried SNL through that period with all the other talent around him. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. No Coke, Pepsi. Pepsi. That's the the samurai, right? The, the, the delicatessen yeah, samurai. Yeah, that was great. The bees. He carried that show to me. To me, he was the guy. When you can stand out amongst that group the way he did, you know. Unfortunately, the the the, the off the field issues took him way too soon. Um, but the guy was a force of nature. I mean, you know, he was he was very similar to the Chris Farley's of the world and the guys that came after him, who I think kind of idolized him. But he's my five. He is my five. He was obviously in a movie called Animal House that was before the 80s, right? But was fantastic. Bluto Blutarski is one of the best the best roles ever created, right? <laughs> ever, ever created. Ever created. <laughs> so was that before in the before the 80s? Yeah, that was 78. <sighs> nothing. Nothing could beat Animal House. Again, we're not going to we don't fact check, but I want to say was it 78, 79? I'll look this up quick. I think it was 78 or 79. You got to remember, too, I'm not that old. 
<laughs> Animal House came out. Animal House came out in 70-something. Animal House was released. We are fact-checking. September 21st, 1979. Wow. Right there. So, there Great. you go. Um, Belushi starts the Hall of Fame top five list here. The meat of the order, as they say. Right. Hitting cleanup on this list in my number four spot. He was in Spies Like Us. He was in Caddyshack. He was in the Vacation movies. And he also starred in movies. Oh, he also man. starred in Fletch. Oh, the best. Chevy Chase. Oh, my gosh, right? Fletch Fletch had to be one of the greatest. Fletch still has lines that I use in my everyday life, and people most of the time don't know what I'm talking about. It's all ball bearings these days. So Charge neat. it to the underhills. That's right. Like, people don't know what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. That's where I'm getting these lines from. I I, I did see I did see a a T-shirt that said it's all ball bearings these days. Yeah. Maybe you need a refresher course. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe you need a refresher course. Uh, um, Spies like us. He was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Chevy Chase, another guy. Again, we're back to that SNL that that grouping of guys. Yeah. Um, but then he he then he just. How could you? He makes five of those vacation movies. I think that's five, maybe six, right? I mean, between Christmas Vacation, Las Vegas Vacation, all of them. Yeah, right here. Right. Dad, we went 50 feet. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to be proud of, son. Right. Nothing to be proud of. And Edna getting tied to the roof. Oh. It's. Cousin Eddie. Cut, well, yeah, he. In, in the RV? In the, yeah. <laughs> And you could go down. My dad says I'm the best French kisser. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're laughing about that. That's sad. The whole thing, though, is, Mm. and that shows you where comedy was then. Right. You could be a little Mm. more edgy and get away with things. Like, think about those movies. You're not doing them now. Right. You can't make them. Yeah. You can't. It's impossible. No, that was best. So Chevy Chase hits cleanup. This the next three were painfully, I, I putting them in a three two one order for me was pain. It was pain, and it really started with this one. This one that I had to put a three, and I hate to do it, but we're talking about movies such as The Great Outdoors, which I love. Oh man, we're talking about Uncle Buck. Oh, it's the best. We're talking about Summer Rental. Oh, one of my all time favorites. Just to name a few. Yeah. And another guy that was taken way too soon way from us. Too soon, another. Who I thought was a genius, John Candy, is my three. Yeah, he's my three, and that hurts me because I, the, I, I love everything he's in. Uh, and he was in Vacation. He was. He was the. He worked at Wally World. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we discussed this for that little cameo. Yeah. He got a million dollars, and even back then, that was huge. He got a million dollars for that cameo. Yeah, he was. A, he was a guard. So. John Candy to me, one of those guys, same thing, just naturally funny, didn't even really have to do much. He 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 played that role in P- Plane, Trains, and Automobiles, too, where he made you laugh, he made you tear up, he made you feel bad for him, he just, he was great. Uncle Buck, fantastic. Here's a song from Uncle Buck. Yeah. John Candy, you're missed, buddy. And I still the, the, the left cl- a lot of um, the comedy on the table. The closer, the yeah. closing scene when they finally get to Steve Martin's house yeah. on Thanksgiving, 
Every time you go away, that song. That's the one I always that I always oh, go back to. Oh yeah. You take a piece of me with you. Yeah. That 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 closing scene where they they both walk in the house and he yeah. says, This is my friend. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, it was a good movie. That that was high on our list too Where'd of you, holiday movies, if you right. remember. Where, right? where, where's your hands? That was <laughs> between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. Exactly. Thank you, Coach. Setting that up for me. Now we're in the top two of the order here, and again, the, the it was painful, painful. But I'm gonna just start reading. I'm just gonna start reading off movie titles. You're gonna know exactly who this is. Yeah. This guy. It, you talk about just naturally funny. Uh, there's nobody. There's there's probably nobody better. Beverly Hills Cop, Coming to America, Trading Places, Forty Eight Hours, Golden Child. And then obviously what he did on SNL, which was probably before the 80s, but in the 80s, he took it to the big screen and went nuts. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Axel Foley from Beverly Hills Cop. Ugh. One of the best. Um, Prince Hakim from Coming to America, which in 2020, <laughs> the sequel is coming out. Oh, Jamie Foxx is playing in it. Jamie Foxx. Is he, is he in it? Are you sure? I really? so. Maybe. He's in it. I know Eddie's in it. I mean, it's easy to just say, because Jamie Foxx is in everything. He is in everything, especially, yeah. I could see him being in it. Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy, from what I believe, both signed on. Arsenio Hall played the guy that was his his best friend who was supposed to be watching over him. Simi? I think his name was yeah. Simi. Right. Oh, this is... These all came out in the 80s, too. His two comic, you know, his stand-up movies between yeah. Delirious and Raw, which yeah. are iconic. The ice cream man, yeah. I gotta be honest with you. I'm just killing the audio today. I think you are. I'm, I'm on it. You are the Fred Norris right now. Like <laughs> Howard Stern is Fred I, Norris. I'm, I'm Fred. If you want, if you're in yeah. a bad mood, yeah, and you want to laugh out loud, yeah. At least this works for me. Yeah. You put on Eddie Murphy Delirious. You fast forward till about the last. I don't know what it is. His last sketch of that whole performance, which is his father being drunk and yelling at everyone, and you, I can laugh audibly out loud listening to that. Every single time. It's hysterical. Yeah. It's hysterical. And it, it, every time, I've probably heard it a thousand times, and every time, I lose it. It's just one of those things. Love it. And that's why he's my number two. And let's just touch on something. It went past the movies. He had those two comedy um, movies. It was just him doing stand-up. Yeah. Those are huge. Delirious. Delirious kind of put him out there. And then in Raw, right, he came out with the tight leather. You know, he, he got totally glammed up and he went off. Think about that stand-up. Can you do any of that these days? He's coming back, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Netflix. We talked about that. Would we hear yeah. some ridiculous numbers? 70 million? 70 million. I think they're paying him. Yeah. Could you do any of Raw these days? No. Well, <clears throat> as we spoke about, what is he going to do now for this special? He's probably going to talk about his I think family. He's, I and... think he's going to go off. You think so? I think he's going I off. I hope so. 
What does he have to lose? Nothing. So he doesn't. He's not going to lose seventy million. It'll, but he'll <laughs> gain in popularity. Yeah, he will. So he gets a few nasty Twitter right. um, posts. Yeah, who cares? And some 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 organization that you know we have to watch everyone's feelings these days. Right. I understand. Who cares? Because they can't. Nobody has the context of comedy anymore. No. You ever notice that? Like comedy's gone. You can't. You can't have comedy. Well, Jerry anymore. Seinfeld still. I mean. Yeah, yeah, but he swings with a he swings with a plastic sword. He, he doesn't. Those guys who are edgy, the Kinnisons yeah, of the world, right. the, the Eddie Murphys, the, even the guys that men and women that were coming up. Bill Burr was really edgy for a 100%. while, right? He was just attacking everything. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. Hundred percent. Blacks, Jews. It just he was going out, but he did it in a way that he wasn't offending anybody because he always made fun of himself. Now yeah. his last, yes. he's gotten yes. very like just just grouchy and i think um i think that's why yeah i just think he's gotten a little bit angrier i don't know even angrier more, more angry than he was before but again he's creating a persona and then I he, think. yeah they start to you know anyways but i, I what don't about know richard pryor can he do any of his oh, <laughs> any my, of his oh my god and it's one of the funniest things of all time yeah, and yeah. what did richard pryor do same thing he made fun of himself right first first mm-hmm uh, to me, it's a genius move. We, but we've lost all that. Yeah, we've lost the ability to identify comedy. Yeah, right. We just take it for face value, and you're offending people. Yeah. Like people. Yeah. We created comedy to have this outlet. Yeah. To make you laugh. To make you. So what do you laugh at these days? Then that's my question, everyone. What do you laugh at? What YouTube, makes you laugh? YouTube videos of people falling, breaking things. So now, so, so now, so now, we what we're doing is we're just taking the intellect out of comedy. Yeah, you could just anyone can laugh at something stupid that takes no skill to do. It's video, and that's what we've become. We're trained monkeys now. Yeah. Is that what we are? Actually, the 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 genre and podcasts that are most popular are, is comedy. Comedy, yes, yeah, yes, it's comedy. So I listen to it. We yeah. create it, Rob. We, we create we're it. We're trying to, <laughs> but it just—I'm getting off on a tangent. I know, but I it know. really bothers me. Uh, apparently, we haven't even gotten to my number one. Yeah. My number one, yeah. one of my all-time favorites, obviously, he's at the top of this list, Stripes, Scrooged, oh, man. Ghostbusters, keep going, right? Yeah. You, can name, you can name a million movies. This guy, to me, is the, he is so good at what he is, it looks completely natural. From what I hear in person, he is kind of the same way, so I'm, I'm sure that probably helps. Dr. Peter Venkman from Ghostbusters, <laughs> Bill Murray, is best. my number one. Uh, still doing it. Fantastic. Still doing it now. He is. Did you happen to see that movie? It probably came out in 2015 or 14, St. Vincent? Yes. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Right? Phenomenal movie. Uh, you, How you, about, here's, here is one, one of my favorite Bill Murray movies. Is lost in uh, translation. Lost in translation. Fantastic. And think about that. There was no over-the-top, crazy physical comedy scenes. It was just him, just it, adding little brushstrokes of f- good one-liners. You know, subtle comedy, right? Like yeah. now, there's a lot of roles that he did that were, you know, a little more where he had to be a little more physical, a little more force it a little bit more. That movie, he didn't have to. No. Um, complete genius. Complete genius, and again, he's in that he's in that genre with those guys. He that that whole group, that collective group that that did that SNL time frame, 
I mean, was there a better group of comedic minds together? And you know he's a huge baseball fan. Huge. He owns a couple teams. When the Cubbies won it and when he was right there and they focused on him. Bill Murray owned a minor league team that I played for. We went on the road and our house burnt down. He put us up in a hotel for the rest of the season at the Marriott. Ah, so you actually played. He was, he was an owner of the team. owner. Yes. Yes. Um, Is this him right here? I, I can't. I put it this way. I've never seen him in something that I didn't like. Yeah. Just adding him to something is... Lost in translation, I thought was... Brilliant. 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 I stayed in that hotel he stayed in, in in Japan where they went up and with a piano player. It was a phenomenal place. Yeah, right in Tokyo. Did you meet a young blonde photographer's girlfriend who had who was trying to find her way like he did? And... Not a waitress. <laughs> She was, she was from Tokyo. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's my number one guy. Fantastic. By far. So if we're going to recap, Leslie Nielsen just missed the 10. It is what it is. Yeah. We'll start at 10, go all, through, all the way through the one. Number 10, Rick Moranis. Number 9, the great Tom Hanks. Number 8, I can't get any respect, Rodney Dangerfield. Number 7, Steve Martin. Number 6, Dan Aykroyd. Number 5, John Belushi, four Chevy Chase, three John Candy, two Eddie Murphy, and number one on my list, Bill Murray. So what were some of the chime-ins? Who did we get? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I saw... Um, There's one that I didn't put on that I think people Cannibal gonna... Run with Burt Reynolds and uh, who else uh, was uh, Dan- not Danny DeVito. Who was Burt Reynolds? Was a little, uh, Dom DeLuise. Okay. Um, but again, these are the actors. I'm, yeah, I'm going yeah. strictly to the actors. No, you, you hit them all. It's not the movies. You, yeah, you the hit. one I didn't put on because yeah. he's just not there for me, but yeah. but could be on people's list that I thought of. Yeah, was Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. He's just not there for me, but he could be there. Yeah, what a what a legend, Chris. You, you knocked it out of the park again, buddy. That seems to be what I do. I swing the big stick, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> all right, brother. Sports Biz Radio. Coach and Rob here on a Tuesday evening. We're not going to be at the Blue Horse next week, but we'll be down there on the 4th, Wednesday the 4th, uh, back at the Blue Horse. Uh, back on the horse, as they we'll say. Back on the horse. We'll be having trivia, lots of prizes, our top 10-ish, probably a special guest, maybe not. Uh, come on down if you're uh, if you're in town. Thanks again for listening, watching us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on on uh, YouTube <laughs> and uh, whatever else on podcasts under Sports Biz Radio. Keep grinding it out. That's right. Ramble on on, everybody. Just enjoy the music. Yeah, That's what I do. I don't listen to the song anymore other than when we wrap the show. Yeah. So now it's uh, now I look forward to it. It's it's the thing. Yeah. And hopefully we don't get taken off the air. I don't. And get sued by <laughs> copyright infringement. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Thanks, everybody, again, for listening. We'll see you next week. Next time.